0: Welcome to the Mariners cast presented to you by Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganasius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. It is Tuesday, August 29th, Mariners won last night against the Oakland A's 7-0. On today's Mariners cast, we will go over uh, where the Mariners are in the standings, what their competitors are doing. We will recap last night's 7-0 victory, uh, dig a little deeper into that game. Same uh, actors or or players are carrying the Mariners as have been for the last couple of weeks, JP, Julio, and Teo. Brian Wu was brilliant. Bullpen pitched well. Uh, If you like pitching, this will be a bit of a pitching deep dive episode. Um, I haven't done a lot of work with the bullpen, so I thought... Today's Mariners cast would be a good opportunity to uh, dive into the relievers that pitched uh, last night, Taylor Saucedo, Isaiah Campbell, and Trent Thornton. Uh, We will review or preview tonight's pitching matchup, Ken Waldichuk against George Kirby, and just basically be excited about where the Mariners are at. Last night, Monday night game against the lowly Oakland Athletics at home. The attendance at T-Mobile Park was 37,434. I don't know which listeners are old enough to remember going to the Kingdome in the mid to late 80s. You could go to a game where there were 3,000 people, right? You're going to see Jim Presley and Alvin Davis and Phil Bradley and Spike Owen and Ray Quinones and, you know, Bob Kearney and those sorts of guys. Mike Moore. Uh, Matt Young, and there'd be nobody there. And there were a lot of, there were dog days in, you know, what was Safeco Field when the Mariners sucked. Uh, During the Felix years, you would have decent attendance during Felix's starts and then, you know, 12,000, 11,000. So to have 37,000 plus on a Monday evening game against the Oakland Athletics is dope. It's awesome. Uh, I love it. Mariners are 75 and 56, remain one game up on both the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. ESPN now gives the Mariners an 85.7% chance to make the playoffs. So, barring catastrophe, the Mariners are going to make the playoffs this year. Four game winning streak, nine and one in the last 10. Uh, Houston plays in Boston. It is JP France going for the Houston Astros against Brian Bale. Uh, Bale has been a really nice rookie starter for Boston, kind of sinker changeup guy. Really fun to watch. The Washington Nationals are uh, pitching left-handed uh, former top prospect, Mackenzie Gore against Jose Barrios in Toronto and then, uh, Texas. Is pitching Andrew Heaney, five and dive, strikeout pitcher, left-handed against the new uh New York Mets in New York and uh Jose Quintana. So the Mariners win 7-0, 14 on 14 hits, the Oakland Athletics muster, four hits on the game. Uh and as I said, it was this was JP Crawford, Julio Rodriguez, and Teoscar Hernandez carrying. The Mariners offense once again. Ty France did contribute two hits, going two for three. Uh A. Eugenio Suarez went two for four with a run. Uh, but it was JP at the top going two for four with three runs, an RBI, a homer, a walk. He really set the tone in the first inning, uh hitting a home run off of left-handed pitcher Kyle Mueller Uh, I think pitchers try to start J.P. Crawford with first-pitch strikes, first-pitch fastballs, knowing that he takes a ton of walks. And he goes hunting sometimes. If he feels like a fastball's coming, if he can identify it, and he did. And he hit it out to right center. Um, It's impressive the damage he's doing, um, particularly to fastballs this season versus last. He had one of the worst average exit velocities uh, of any major leaguer last season and he went to work in the off season to try to um, really strengthen his swing and put more power in his swing and he's done it he's got 12 home runs um, and you can't as an opposing pitcher you can't just groove him strikes anymore to try to avoid the walk because he could hit it out as he did against Mueller in the first so that really set the tone uh, Julio Rodriguez went four for five He had two infield hits where you really see his, uh, speed on display. Uh, pull side home run as well. Three runs, three RBIs. You can't say enough about Julio Rodriguez. This is the first time, uh, in his career where he's hit home runs in three straight games again, to have that kind of power, but then beat out two, uh, grounders for base hits as well. He's just on fire. Uh, in the sixth, his his infield hit was a grounder to third baseman Jordan Diaz. And Diaz just barely double-clutched, and that was enough for Julio to get on. Um, he's at that point with his speed and the fact that he busted out of the box. Uh, he was on Sports Center last night with Scott Van Pelt. You're kind of, obviously, he's been the hottest hitter in baseball for the last month or so. Um, this is really his, I think, true arrival on the scene. We had his display in the home run derby that was a big deal obviously rookie of the year but to see him now do this over the past month or so beyond sports center you know the the way he was carrying himself on sports center was basically what we see day to day there was a positivity um you know he has that he's obviously been coached as to what to say and uh there are times where i wish players were a little bit more honest i call it being like a rod because a rod was the most um egregiously uh, bland and saying what it was that, you know, he thought that people wanted to hear. Julio's got a little bit of that. doesn't bother me with him. Um, Just the exuberance that he plays with. You could see it even on the interview. Super cool. Um, Made me proud to be from Seattle. Uh, So Julio does the interview four for five home run, three runs, three RBIs. Uh, and then Tailscar again, two for four, two RBIs. You can't, he's up to a, what is that? A 761 OPS now. Um, he's just playing well. I, I really want to see the Mariners resign him. I think the Mariners would be smart to offer him a higher AAV or average annual value and fewer years. Maybe it's a, you know, a higher paid two year contract. Or, you know, a high AAV three year contract, something like that. I think he would be very, very good uh, to keep on the 2024 team. And then, one other uh, thing I wanted to say about the Mariners offense Dylan Moore beat out a grounder um, with the bases loaded and stayed out of the double play. Uh, It was just what came to mind when I saw that was, you know, the Mariners made a really concerted effort to. Be more athletic a few years ago. You know, there were a lot of slower players, specifically from the Jack Serenic uh teams. And it was a kind of a, a slow team, right? The Mariners had a bad defense, weren't didn't beat out ground balls. Um just there was a lot of meat left on the bone, right? Offensively when you have players that are that slow, specifically a whole team of them. And to see Dylan Moore beat out that grounder and stay out of the double play was a great example in my mind of how the Mariners have have increased their athleticism and how much that's benefited them both uh in the field and uh offensively so just something that came to mind when I saw that I was remembering how bad or how slow some of those Mariners teams were and uh what athleticism can do kind of on a on a pitch by pitch basis um, for your team so Mariners' offense, again, seven runs, 14 hits, drew four walks, hit two home runs. Julio's on fire, carried by the usual suspects. And then the pitching. So Brian Wu, second start off the injured list. He had the strained right forearm. Um, You knew he was going to be on a pretty strict pitch limit. Had to assume it was going to be somewhere around the 65 pitches that he threw in the previous outing. He goes... He throws 69 pitches in this outing, and the Mariners were super lucky to get six innings from him. You know, you think about 69 pitches from a starter, and you're lucky to get through five. So 69 pitches, 45 strikes. Brian Wood throws six shutout innings, three hits, one walk, five strikeouts. Gets the win, moves to two and three. And he looked phenomenal. Dominant. You know, how much of this is Brian Wu and how much of this is Oakland's offense being horrible? I think it's probably both. Um, But 14 first pitch strikes to 20 batters, it's a 70% first pitch strike rate, about 10% above league average. What was interesting about Wu's outing was that he threw, he really threw four seam sinker cutter almost equally. 26 four-seamers, 21 sinkers, 19 cutters. So what I have in my notes is you don't know if the ball's going left because he threw a cutter, if it's going right and potentially sinking a little bit with the two-seamer or the the sinker, or if the fastball is appearing to rise a little bit or going straight with the four-seamer. The four-seamer and the sinker are coming at you at 95 miles an hour. The cutter is at about 86, but again, you don't know if this ball is, is going left, right, or going straight. And I think that is, if you can tunnel that from the same release point, you really have something. And it's clear that that's what the Mariners are trying to do with him. Um, This is an approach that can work abo- against both lefties and righties, because at this point now you're starting to guess. It's not that. It's about deception as much as it is stuff. The stuff is there. The stuff is great. But it's about both deception and stuff in that when you have the the ability to make the pitches come out of the same tunnel and go left, right, or straight. So kind of cool to see from him to add that cutter as much as he has. Uh, you know, his velocity was down slightly over his yearly average. His spin was... Was, uh, you know, similar. The fastball spin was up slightly. Slider and cutter spin was down. But he had great stuff. He looked amazing. Uh, nine whiffs on 34 swings. That's a 26% whiff rate. That is above league average. It's right about where he's been on the season. Uh, but he was dominant. Against a, a poor offense like Oakland, Brian Wu was was dominant in this game. I have in my notes as well, just thinking about Wu, you know, he's your fifth starter. You can't throw a ton of innings this year because of injury and kind of building up the strength in that arm. But we're in the golden age of Mariners pitching. If your fifth starter goes out there and is dominant and you, it doesn't catch you by surprise, you're in a good spot. If your fifth starter is out there throwing quality 95 mile an hour pitches with four seam and sinker and is, you know, has a, Around a thirty percent whiff, you know, above thirty percent whiff rate on the cutter, and then a twenty nine percent whiff rate on the four seamer. Sinkers at twenty one, which is high for a sinker. You got a, a decent whiff rate, mid nineties, touching high nineties, four seam fastball with command, and that's coming out of your fifth starter. Mariners are are in such an amazing place uh, organizationally, from a pitching perspective. Uh, so he gives six innings, shutout ball, looks amazing. Mariners bring in Taylor Salcito. He throws an inning, gets one strikeout. He now has a three one five ERA. So I wanted to dig in again to these pitchers individually, uh, just because I haven't done it in a while. Salcito is now three and one with a three one five ERA. He does have a one three zero WHIP, which is slightly high. He's walked. More batters than you'd like to see, 40 innings, 35 hits, 17 walks, 39 strikeouts. So a bit lower of a K rate than you typically see out of relievers, a bit higher of a walk rate than you'd like to see. So on the surface, just taking those numbers, not great. However, he's a 13.9% swinging strike rate, which is high. So, he's inducing swinging strikes, and he's a 32.1% whiff rate, which is also very high. Almost almost 8% above, probably about 7.5% above uh, league average. So, not striking guys out, but a ton of swing and miss. And he also is not pitching, does not throw balls in the zone nearly as often as league average. So, 60% zone swing, which is... 7% less than league average, 43.6% zone rate. So he's in the strike zone, 5% less than league average. But the zone contact is below league average. And the ground ball rate, which is the biggest thing, is almost 62%. So ground ball pitcher, I've always said, ground ball pitcher who induces swinging strikes, is that's a very good combination. Now, he walks a ton you know, he's not in the zone a lot, but he's found a way to be effective. And if you can get this from your second lefty out of the pen, um, it's great. And so despite the walks, again, you've got a lot of swing and miss. You've got a lot of ground ball stuff. Change up, sinker, slider is basically what he throws. The change up exclusively to righties. The slider he throws to both. The fastball he throws to both. So against lefties, it's Sinker slider against righties, it's sinker changeup slider. But he's been very good. The The changeup has a 42% whiff rate. The slider has a 39% whiff rate. That's where you see all that swing and miss. Um, Salcido's been good. I think he's, a, again, I don't know if he's a high leverage lefty until he can figure out how to actually capitalize on that swinging strike and become a higher strikeout pitcher. He's better used as the second lefty out of the pen, Fifth, sixth, seventh inning, uh, sort of situations, but so far this year so good with him. He gives you that seventh inning in this game. Eighth inning was Isaiah Campbell. He pitched a scoreless uh, eighth, no hits, no runs, one walk, one strikeout. Brought his ERA down to two six zero. Isaiah Campbell's four and zero for the Mariners with the one three three WHIP. Only seventeen in the third inning, so small sample size. Fifteen hits. Eight walks, 19 strikeouts. He's been <clears throat> so versus lefties, it's 130 average with a 547 OPS. And against Righties, it's a 293 average with a 763 OPS. Uh, I was surprised to see that, given the fact that really he's a four-seam fastball and slider guy. That's typically from a righty, that's typically the recipe against right-handed hitters. Uh 67% first pitch strike rate which is 7% above league average so he's filling up the zone he still does walk almost 11% of the batters he faces at least this season uh he to me the numbers say he's a, a like Saucedo. he's one of your lower ever, leverage right-handed uh relief arms but a quality one right 26% strikeout rate um is not bad and When you watch him, you know, his stuff does look, the slider moves a ton. uh, The fastball sits around 95. He gets about 27% whiff rate on both of those two pitches, which is not great. It's decent on the fastball, but you'd like to see see the slider be a little bit higher. But he's a quality arm, right? He's the kind of arm that the Mariners could probably, you know, he's fungible, I guess is the right word. You can interchange him with others. Prelander Barolla has a higher upside, but he's the type of arm that other teams potentially could value more. Um, but if he's your, you know, one of the last guys out of your bullpen, um, it's not a bad place to be. He's kind of there with Trent Thornton and Luke Weaver um, as far as uh the hierarchy of the bullpen. So Thornton pitched the ninth. He gave up one hit. That's it. No walks, no strikeouts, no runs, 17 pitches. His ERA is 2.013, well, 2.00 now. Um, excuse me, 2.13 with the Mariners, 2.00 overall between his time with Tampa Bay, or Toronto, excuse me, and Seattle. With Seattle, he's 0-1-1 with the two one three and a one whip. 12.2 innings pitch with Seattle, 11 hits, 3 walks, 11 strikeouts. It's not walking many batters, 5.8% walk rate, 21.2% K rate. Um, On the year between the two teams, 433 average versus lefties, 767 OPS versus righties, 125 average, 175 OPS. We talked about it about a week ago when he surrendered a home run on the sweeper. When you're sweeper fastball heavy, as a right-handed hitter, you are not going to succeed very, very well against left-handed hitters unless your name is Shohei Otani. Um, because that sweeper is easy to identify for a left-handed hitter. Uh, hence the average, the 433 average against lefties. However, as you can see against righties, that's a, if you can throw those two pitches and maybe mix in a slider, it's a great set of pitches. Um, to to face right-handed heavy lineups. And so he's been great otherwise. His zone contact rate is high, 86%. Um, we did talk about his high-spin fastball. So 84th percentile fa- foreseen fastball spin, and then an almost 3,000 RPM sweeper. Those two pitches alone, if you can get him in situations against right-handed hitters, he is going to be a weapon. Um, I like him a lot. He's thrown other pitches this season. I think those are his, his two best. I think those are the two he needs to stick with. Against the curveball this season, he's only thrown 30 of them, but um, batters are hitting 500 against the curveball. Against the sinker, he's only thrown 29 of those. Hitters are hitting 333 against the sinker. And then the slider, he just doesn't throw that much. So really it's fastball sweeper. And maybe a slider is what I think you'll you'll see with him. Um, but it's clear what the Mariners are doing on the waiver wire in picking up Thornton and Weaver. They're finding these pitchers in other organizations who throw too many pitches. They're kind of lost with their identity. They don't know if they're starters or relievers. Thornton was a starter for a while with the Blue Jays, came up as a starter, they made him a reliever. He was still throwing five pitches. Uh, same with Weaver. We talked about it kind of miscast. The Mariners identify a couple pitches. They like some characteristics, maybe in those pitches, they like, they see the 3000 RPMs on the sweeper with Thornton. They see the 94 mile an hour fastball with 84th percentile spin. Let's start with those two pitches. Let's see what we have. If we can add a third pitch, that's great. But we know we, you have two pitches that are above probably, slightly above average pitches in the major leagues. Weaver, we talked about it, same thing, right? Mariners are just molding clay at this point in time. They're going out, waiver wire, they're picking up some clay. They're figuring out if they can mold it into something. It's what they did with Paul Seawald. Andres Munoz had a great arm when he came to the team, but they had to really kind of mold and fix him. Same thing with Matt Brash. Really, you go through the Mariners' bullpens full of those guys, Saucedo, Spire, Topa. These You're talking about cast-off type guys with decent arms that the Mariners are able to shape and mold. Thornton and, and Weaver are no different other than they were really seen as starters for a long time and still maintained that number of pitches and weren't focusing on the few pitches that they had that were great. So Mariners' pitching development is just dope. That's kind of the the uh, the conclusion that you come to when you talk about Brian Wu, fifth starter, going out there, being dominant. Really, really nice stuff. You use the back end of the bullpen to go three-scoreless innings, Saucedo, Campbell, Thornton. The only other back end guy you could have added to that is Weaver. And they pitched well. It's just top to bottom, this is a good team with a great pitching staff. Tonight... 640 start, Mariners are facing Ken Waldichuk. Mariners are pitching George Kirby. Uh, Waldichuk is a pitcher I like a lot. Um, I expected him to be better this season. He was uh, a, I call him a top pitching prospect. I think others would call him more of a back of the top 100 type of guy. Um, I like the fit in Oakland in the big park. Uh, He's been a lot more wild this season than um, I think was expected from him. Wallachuk is 25, left-handed, 6'4", 220. He was drafted in the fifth round in 2019 by the New York Yankees out of St. Mary's. He grew up in San Diego. He was traded to the Yankees at the deadline in 22 with J.P. Sears, Luis Medina, and Cooper Bowman for Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino. Walter Chuck came into this season expected to be uh, one of the five starters. His season stats: he's two and seven with a six zero five ERA and a one six seven WHIP. Stinks. One hundred ten innings, one hundred twenty five hits, fifty nine walks, one hundred eleven strikeouts. So you got a strikeout pitcher who obviously has not pitched well over the course of the season. 116 percent walk rate. K rate, 333 Babbitt. That's pretty high. Some of it's unlucky. Some of it is is surrendering hard contact, 69.3% left on base percentage. That is lower than league average. Some of that is getting unlucky. Some of that is just not being able to pitch with runners on very well. About about 5% less uh, first pitch strike rate. So he's getting behind in the count. But a 25.3% whiff rate, so a little bit above average with the whiff rate. Lefties and righties are hitting him equally as well. Um, equal opportunity uh, run surrender in Ken Waldachuk. But there are some signs of improvement. Again, the ERA on the year is 6.05. In June, it was 4.60. He did have a 172 whip in June, but a 4.60 ERA. In July, the ERA was 491, so below where he is for the year, and he got his whip down to 125 in July, and in August, 497 ERA, which is not great, but below his yearly ERA, and a 134 whip, but a 7.2% walk rate, which is more than 4% less than um, his yearly walk rate, and a 24.3% K rate, which is two percent two and a half percent above where he is for the year so you're seeing progression you're seeing him learn how to pitch in a similar manner to bryce miller and brian Wu. he just is not as good yet but you're seeing that progression right you're seeing him learn how to pitch on the fly with oakland the whole point with the oakland pitching staff this season um is to see what they have right they know they're not winning so luis medina gets starts um ken waldachuk gets starts jp sears gets starts uh kyle Mueller gets starts you've got all these guys pitching for the a's and they want to see what's the talent is this someone we can build on is this somebody who we can move forward with right um You had others, too. You had uh, Freddie Tarnock get starts. He looked good. Mason Miller. So they're trying to see what they have. It's what you do as a team that's struggling. And I think Waldachuk, with his development, with his progression this season, yes, he's been horrendous overall. And he was even worse in the beginning. I liked him fantasy-wise. I thought he was going to be a high strikeout pitcher with talent in a big park who may not win you a bunch of games but might have decent um stats otherwise, not to be. I still roster him because I've seen the progression, but he's been horrible. But the Mariners, you know, are facing a pitcher who's pitched better. His last start against the White Sox, five innings, eight hits, five runs, no walks, four strikeouts. That wasn't good, but he went into the fifth inning, I think, only having given up one run. And he kind of imploded in the fifth. Against Baltimore, good offense uh, on the 19th, five and two-thirds innings, four hits, two runs, three walks, seven strikeouts. At Washington on the 13th, five innings, seven hits, one one run, one walk, four strikeouts. And then against Texas, great offense on the seventh, six innings, six hits, two runs, one walk, seven strikeouts. So he's clearly figuring some stuff out. He will come at the Mariners with four-seamer, sweeper, changeup. Um, the four seamer averages right around 93. Uh 19% whiff rate on that four-seamer. Sweeper at 81 miles an hour, he throws it to both righties and lefties. Uh, 32% whiff rate on that sweeper. And then the changeup, he's thrown exclusively, almost exclusively, to righties. 321 to righties, five changeups to lefties, 84 miles an hour, and a 37.6% whiff rate on that changeup. So changeup is a quality pitch. And he's given up a, a decent amount of hits on the changeup, but it's a good pitch. It's a pitch he needs to use more. It gets right-handed hitters off of just guessing of two pitches, the sweeper of which you can identify pretty quickly. Um but i think walter check is a quality arm i think he's a quality high strikeout middle of the rotation arm for the a's um they know that that's why they continue to roll him out there uh he's facing a hot mariners team i expect the mariners to score some runs off of him i think if he's if you can wait him out and force him to throw strikes and get behind in the count you can do damage against him so Mariners have the pitching advantage, obviously. George Kirby's going for the Mariners 10-8 and with a 3.28 ERA. That is 11th in baseball amongst qualified starters and 6th in the American League. 1.03 whip, 2nd in baseball behind Luis Castillo. 156 in the third innings, 15th most in baseball, 7th in the American League. 147 hits, 142 strikeouts. Um, We all know George Kirby. It's command... It's utilizing the splitter a little bit more, a pitch that he's been um, having fun with in the last couple of starts. Uh, Kirby's just fun. Kirby's an artist. Uh, Mariners have the advantage. You would expect the Mariners to win this game offensively, pitching-wise, momentum, all of it. So should be a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed this pitching deep dive on uh, today's Mariners cast. I believe this is Mariners cast number 77. Uh, I can't believe it. <laughs> it's been, been a lot of fun thus far. Appreciate the listen. Share it with your friends. Again, thank you for listening to the Mariners cast. We are presented by Sports Ethos. You can find me on Twitter at Junior 20 That's tinojr J R two zero. 0 in the podcast at Ethos Mariners. E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Enjoy tonight's game. Hope there's a lot of people out there like Monday night. Take care of y'all. Peace.